2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Today we get into keys to the Bengals beating the JV or half roster, whatever we get from the Baltimore Ravens, and we'll find out more about that after this show, and and you'll have to stay tuned to allbengals.com and all the other places you get your Bengals news because there will be updates into the weekend, but... Knowing that there will be updates into the weekend, we're still going to preview the game because I don't think that COVID guys going on and off the COVID list or things like this are going to make a monumental impact on the game. The Ravens have a lot of just straight up injuries. Their top Mm -hmm. three corners just are injured. All their linebackers are healthy and don't have COVID. So there are some positions that aren't even touched by this outbreak they have and aren't really too impacted by injuries yet. but. That being said, there, there will be some unknown. That's just the way this week is going to be. And we're going to talk about this game based on what we do know. And what we do know, James, is that the last time these teams played each other, Don Wink Martindale was stubborn. And he said, hey, 44, go cover number one for the whole game. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you want help? We don't have any of that. You're on your own. Didn't go so well for Martindale and 44 in Baltimore, Marlon Humphrey, of course. And it doesn't sound like there are extravagant changes coming in that regard. Wink Martindale talking to the media on Wednesday said he won't double or triple team Jamar Chase like Devontae Adams, according to a report from Jameson Hensley. The Ravens defensive coordinator was quoted as saying, Adams is one of the top two receivers in the league, and he's not number two. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I don't think we're ready to buy a gold jacket for Joe. So some bulletin board material. As in Joe Burrow. Yes, as in Joe Burrow. Some bulletin board material for sure, but at the same time, he's not wrong and I think I said this I was on the uh, know your foe with uh, the Ravens film review podcast last night and I said something similar like I don't think you give Jamar Chase the Devonte Adams treatment if you're the Ravens but a lot of that is just because if you do there's some other dudes on that offense that are going to kill you
1: and, and that's the part of this like it, when you're Wink Martindale and you're looking okay I have to stop Joe Burrow well, Jamar Chase, really, since the Ravens matchup, hasn't led the Bengals in receiving. And there's been a couple of weeks where he actually has. But T. Higgins, back to back to back 100-yard games going into last week. And then last week, it was the the Tyler Boyd show. It was a little retro throwback slot machine. I'm going to uh, run it up a bit, right? Big levels type stuff from Tyler Boyd. And so, yeah, like that's the problem. That's why you draft Jamar Chase, to do exactly what he, he's done, which is, make guys like Wink Martindale not get a wink of shut-eye as they prepare for this offense. And that's the part of it. It's it's such a challenge to me, at least outside looking in, with a shorthanded secondary. Uh, you're missing your top guys, and you got some COVID guys, and who knows, maybe you get some of those guys back. But it's one thing to take away chase or slow down Mixon or limit T. Higgins, but you're going to be able to do it all. And and that's why you take Chase when you did. And it's worked out to this point. And that's why if you're the Bengals, you should be supremely confident and focused offensively. Cause I, I think the offense, the the 15 to 10 type games, they're done. The next three weeks. You're gonna to have to score much closer to forty than fifteen if you want to win each of these next three games. I just I think that's where it's at now maybe not with Tyler huntley if if he uh regresses back to the mean or Lamar Jackson if he's out there at sixty two percent, maybe not. but I think it in their heads they need to plan on that and um and so yeah, go ahead and double jamar Chase if you want to. And by the way, if you don't and you don't want to even just cloud him, good luck with that too because he hasn't really. Since the Ravens game, seen that consistently. And obviously Joe Burrow's confident when it's one-on-one to throw it up to number one.
2: Yeah, and that's a lesson that the NFL learned from the first time the Bengals played the Ravens, right? Is is don't let Joe Burrow pick on any corner one-on-one with Jamar Chase. Just don't. At least at least have a safety that's in the vicinity. And almost all of Jamar Chase's snaps since then have come with some sort of safety in the vicinity, he's had his chances and he's punished some teams at times when he's had those chances. And so I, I think it would be, and, and I said this, um, on that other podcast yesterday, it doesn't matter. You guys didn't hear it. It's, it would be the definition of insanity. And I hate this yeah. quote where, where you, cause this is a dumb quote. This isn't the actual definition of, of insanity, but, um, do the same thing and expect different results. You're going to get the same results. If you try to go man up with like, who are your corners, Baltimore? Anthony Everett, Tavon Young, Kevon Seymour. Like, good luck guarding Jamar Chase, guys. Like, And even if they get Jimmy Swift back, still, you're not doing it one-on-one. If Marlon Humphrey couldn't do it, that's your best corner in Baltimore. I think we can all agree on that. Yep. None of these other guys are doing that. So we're going to see something different, I think, from Wink Martindale this week. Brian Callahan seems to be expecting it. He talked to the media on Wednesday, told... Uh, In a quote from Mike Petralia's Twitter feed, I would anticipate seeing looks we haven't seen, Mm -hmm. said Callahan on what he's expecting from the Ravens. And I don't know if it's necessarily going to be things that the Ravens just haven't put on tape because I think they were forced to adapt last week. It'll probably be some. I'm sure they'll have some secret weapons and it'll be up to the Bengals to identify those quickly and, and adjust quickly. Because another point that Callahan made is, is, The play with the lead thing is real. And this is in the context of what the Bengals can do to try to take the teeth out of the Ravens' defense. And Mm -hmm. you need to get off to a bit of a start to play with a lead. The Bengals ran away with it in the second half the last time these two teams met. It would really behoove this team, as we've been saying all year, to try to go wire to wire in this one and get off to a hot start. And how many times have we said it this year?
1: Yeah, for sure. We've said it a ton, In, especially this week, because whoever is under center it doesn't matter. They want to run the ball, right? So if you get out to a lead on them, that's what you want. You want to force Huntley to have to to throw it and try to push the ball down the field. You want to force Lamar Jackson to do that same thing. And that doesn't mean they're going to completely abandon the run, but it's going to take a little pressure off of your linebacker unit, which we talked about earlier this week. Go listen to every episode of Lockdown Bengals if you haven't yet, all 1,000-plus no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but this week we've we've prepared you for, for Sunday throughout the week, and there's been these little bits and pieces of information that we we've related, and it's one of them is is the linebackers, and that is a question mark. The depth there going up against the defense like this, or an offense like this, excuse me, that likes to run the ball, they might be tested, and they should be tested. And so, making that weakness uh, less of a an imp- taking some of that impact away, or, or some of the responsibility away quite frankly, wouldn't be uh, the worst thing in the world. And look, I expect this offense to play well, even if the Ravens, to me, they're built with a quarterback as good pre-snap as Joe Burrow is and all the weapons, they're built to withstand what Baltimore has at full strength and be able to be competitive and put up points. Not 40, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying 41-17 every time you play Baltimore, but put up points. Now that the Ravens are banged up, with everything that's on the line, this team better get off to a fast start, like you mentioned. And They haven't. They haven't gotten off to these starts that they needed to, and that's why we continue to talk about it, and it's so much easier on everybody if they get off to a fast start and put up points early.
2: It really is. It really is. And the, the Ravens' defense in the secondary incredibly banged up. We'll talk a little bit coming up next about why this is the week to let Joe cook. And and we've talked about this idea and this narrative lately. There's some, some interesting numbers from Warren sharp. And then just from a film perspective, some very obvious reasons to let Joe Burrow go to work this week. We'll get into that coming up next.
1: Yeah. You're going to be cooking. All right. It's not just Joe cooking on Sunday. You're going to be cooking over the weekend, over the holidays or someone in your household is cooking or a relative is cooking. Something's happening food wise. Right. But, uh, I talk about it all the time in between those meals or post-workout. If you're doing that new year, new me body type thing, trying to get in shape, you got a vacation coming up in 2022. Well, summer bodies are made now. And guess what? Built Bar is going to help you get there. Whether it's this caramel almond delight. I keep staring at, look at this caramel if you're watching on YouTube. And if not, well, you should subscribe on YouTube so you can see my dancing and, and also the Built Bar that I plan on eating right after we're done with this show. Look, Built Bars are the number one protein bar on the planet. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories. They're perfect for anybody. Whether you're looking for a protein punch and you're in the gym post-workout and you're trying to get swole like Joe Mixon, Mr. Pro Bowler himself, or maybe you're just trying to shed a few LBs or just be a little healthier, Built Bar is going to help you get there, and you can check them out right now. Built.com, you're going to save 15% off your order with promo code LOCK15. Again, save 15% right now. At built.com with promo code locked15. If you're anything like me,
2: your fantasy season might be over. Maybe you started the season seven and one, like I did, and finished the season eight and six, like I did. It wasn't so good after those injuries started kicking in for my team in the locked on Dynasty League. But luckily, there's a place we can go that will help us recover. From our rough seasons, and that's Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. And if your league is over, well, you still have chances to win at Stat Hero, the first of its kind daily fantasy platform where it's you versus the house and head to head fantasy matchups and winner takes all. And the craziest part about this is they're going to show you the lineups they're using before you play. And then you can hand pick the team you want to take against Stat Heroes' team and get that edge, get that win. Never before seen a level of innovation on a fantasy sports platform. And we love it. It's great. It puts the odds four times better for you than other daily fantasy sites. Stat Heroes head to head, and it's what it should be one-on-one go check it out. You can sign up for free right now at stathero.com com slash locked on use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's free money. That's stathero.com com slash locked on promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match on your first deposit at stathero.com. Again, that's promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. Go ahead, James looks you like you were, you were eager.
1: Yeah, I, w- I wasn't sure. I was like, "Well, he just went through that read." I was like, "Maybe I should, I should take this." I wasn't sure. See, maybe let James cook, but this isn't the James show. It's let Joe cook. Got to let Joe Burrow cook. And I was just checking the weather. Which, uh, by the way, if we could have sponsored weather, if anybody wants to sponsor our weather segment here on Locked On Bengals, feel free uh, <laughs> to do that. We'll pub it. We'll pub it. Number one weather. anyway I'm just, I'm just messing, just messing. Hey, or not. Maybe not. Uh, 60 degrees on Sunday. I believe. Uh, Let let me make sure here. I might have read that wrong. Oh, no. Weird. All right. So 50 degrees is the high. That's wild. So it's 69 on Saturday, 64 on Sunday, and I'm just using the highs. 50 on Sunday. Still, though, for late December football in Cincinnati, that's warm. And so when you talk about let Joe cook, that pot is going to be nice and hot and ready to go. And uh, it, it looks like there's only a 4% chance as of now of rain. So hopefully no rain. Hopefully it's clear skies because sloppy weather, I think would favor the Ravens a little bit, kind of even the playing field a little bit. So yeah, you want to crystal clear skies at Paul Brown stadium on Sunday.
2: Yeah, maybe a little bit Uh fun fact for you, James. There are a few easy to remember Celsius to Fahrenheit conversions that I've learned since living in Canada, 50 in Fahrenheit. Yeah. Is 10 Celsius? That's that's pretty easy, right? 50 10. Yeah. Obviously, okay. everybody knows zero thirty-two, right? Zero Celsius is freezing, 32 Fahrenheit is freezing. a Couple more for you, and then we'll get back to football. And anyone who only listens to us for football, I'm sure, hates this. But 61 Fahrenheit is 16 Celsius. You just inverse the numbers. I, I think that one's pretty neat. That one's pretty easy. And okay. uh that's all I got. So Letting Joe cook in in some good weather that we're getting, in the 10 degrees Celsius, 50 degrees Fahrenheit in Cincinnati forecasted for Sunday. Warren Sharp had a pretty cool thread about this. And he points out, obviously, that the Baltimore secondary is having its issues. Green Bay, last week against Baltimore in a game they barely won, went about 50-50 on early down runs and passes, according to Warren Sharp's. Tweet. And on those passing plays, they averaged nearly 10 yards per attempt. 9.9 yards per attempt on early down passes. On their running plays, just 3.8 yards per carry. The Ravens still beat, still built, sorry, to stop the run. Kalais Campbell, Justin Ellis, Brandon Williams, Matabike if he plays Houston, Bynes, all these guys, Patrick Queen, Tyus Bowser, they're they're solid in the front seven especially mm-hmm. when it comes to stopping the run. Now there's not like a d- dynamic pass rusher there necessarily mm-hmm. besides Justin Houston who can still make some noise, but they 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 can stop the run is where I was going. The last time the Bengals played the Ravens on their early down passes they had 27 10.8 yards per attempt on their early down rushes 2.4 yards per attempt. And that was with Marlon Humphrey and Deshaun Elliott who are now on the injured reserve for the Ravens playing. So obviously we're going to get a different approach from the Ravens defensively in this game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But even last week, and I know Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, whatever, the Bengals can go toe to toe with with those guys from a passing offense perspective with the amount of weapons they have. There's a whole lot of reasons here piling up based on results last week, based on results the last time the Bengals played the Ravens, based on the Ravens' injuries, based on what we know Wink Martindale likes to do, based on what we know the Bengals' strengths are. Without a terribly terrifying pass rush coming with the Ravens this week, and it could get a little bit worse and they blitz well, whatever, there's Mm -hmm. a recipe here for the Bengals to be dominant in the air. And that's a big reason they beat Baltimore. And Joe Burrow put up 400-plus yards when these teams played. It was Joe and CJ Izama and Jamar Chase dominating in the air. And so there's mm. got to be a way to do that again.
1: I was listening to uh, Dave Lapham's podcast. He, he got Brian Callahan one-on-one. And the thing that Brian said when discussing that first matchup, that was also one of his keys when Lap asked it at the end of the interview, keys to Sunday was that the Bengals wide receivers need to be physical and they need to win. And, and so, you know, he said more than that, but I'm paraphrasing a bit and trying to, to summarize it. But that to me says they're planning the exact same way they did in Baltimore. They know these receivers are going to have to win their matchups because they're probably going to throw it. And that, that might be where they open up the run with the pass versus open up the pass with the run. And that's fair, especially in this day and age, especially when you have Joe Burrow and you're dealing with the, the defense, like you said, that if there is a strength of the defense now, and I can't believe I'm really saying this about the Ravens because you think about you know the Marcus Peters and Humphrey and you know it's 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 crazy to think of, but it's where they're at. Um, it, it isn't that secondary and you want to attack that secondary and the the only scary part about doing that, is potential free runners and in, in what they do blitz wise and in trying to catch uh, opposing offenses off guard. So I, I do think there will be some wrinkles. I think Burrow's going to have to really be on it, which certainly capable of doing And in this young offensive line, specifically the right side of that line is going to have to communicate very well and, and at a high level because who is it? Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Fred Johnson? Is it going to be Isaiah Prince? Uh, I expect it to be Akeem with Energy. And, and so they're guys that didn't play the Ravens. They haven't been there. They haven't been in that. And and so Went Martindale will probably try to attack that side a bit.
2: Regardless of that, and, and I, I agree with you, he probably will. Didn't go so well for him the first time around. He'll have to do it differently. He'll have to find creepers. And and when we say creepers, we're talking zone blitzes, the way that you might, might think of zone blitzes. If you've been watching the Bengals for a long time, the way Dick LeBeau used to do, where it's four guys coming and, and the rest are dropping out, you just don't know which four are coming, probably going to see some of that, right? And and Burroughs generally been pretty good about this this year. So Martindale's going to have to come with something different. And, and the interesting thing to me is what's well, given this Bengals passing offense issues the last couple of weeks, James, is the two high shells. And so we'll see if if Martindale adapts some of that and some of the four-man rush stuff. But but then I really wonder like there, there's no Miles Garrett, Bosa, whatever. There, there's no terrifying pass rusher here. The best they have, Justin Houston, Tyus Bowser's an okay pass rusher. Adafe Owe is an okay pass rusher. He he's coming on a little bit, but they're they're not in that league of even Trey Hendrickson, Bengals first time pro bowler, by the way. Uh, the, the one last stat I'm going to throw out for offense, real quick, from Warren Sharp as well. Vic Fangio's defense since Week Eight is giving up an average of 16 points per game. In the teams that have played the Broncos, the next game for those teams that average 16 points a game against the Broncos, in the in the following game, the teams that have played the Broncos are averaging 38 and a half points per game the next week. And this includes the Chargers who scored 13 against the, the Broncos and went on to against the Bengals the next week score 41. So there's is a bounce off? back recipe for this Bengals offense this week coming off of a tough one against Vic Fangio. And of course, we, we should probably talk about the Ravens offense is going to be trying to keep up and maybe we'll go
1: there coming up next. Maybe you think. That the Bengals are going to bounce back and drop 45. Or maybe you think they're just going to run the table and win the next three. Who knows? Maybe grab uh, the two seed in the AFC or the one seed in the AFC or make a run all the way to the Super Bowl, like Joe Mixon said. He said he plays for Super Bowls, not Pro Bowls. All right. Well, that's great. Well, if you think that, might as well wager on it because the odds right now at betonline.ag are. Well, they're pretty favorable if you think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. Bengals favored by three on Sunday against the Ravens, so obviously you can wager on that. Maybe you think Jamar Chase is going to be scorching over the next three weeks and uh, overtake Mac Jones for Offensive Rookie of the Year, and Jones is the favorite. But you can bet on that as well. Joe Burrow, Comeback Player of the Year, bet on that as well. AFC North and anything in between from NBA to the biggest UFC in boxing fights and so much more. So go there now, betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's free money, like we always say. You can take that free money and make even more money and uh, have a, a Merry Christmas and an even happier New Year if you win with BetOnline.ag. Again, use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on
0: your first deposit. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees experts only available with TurboTax Live.
2: James, you mentioned the Ravens running game a little bit earlier and trying to get them Mm one-dimensional. I really think that's mostly the quarterback for the Ravens this year. They have been a really poor running team. But whether it's Huntley or Lamar Jackson back there, both those guys can run. And Mm -hmm. I, I think I mentioned this or maybe we weren't recording when I mentioned this, the Bengals injuries at linebacker, the place that they might show up is in specific matchups. Like I feel fine about the linebackers in run defense. If it's Jermaine Pratt and Marcus Bailey, regardless of what they've done this year, regardless really of who they have out there at linebacker, I feel okay about the linebackers in run defense because of how good their front four five, whatever, however many guys they have out there are. But the thing that's concerning a little bit this week is Tyler Huntley and Lamar Jackson, regardless of who it is, can run the ball. And mm-hmm. I think the Bengals did a really good job containing Lamar the first time out. I know he had 88 yards rushing on 12 carries, but throughout the game, they, they have five sacks. And, and a lot of the reason for that is because the defensive line played great contain. And the linebackers did a good job of, of keeping their eyes in the backfield. And so that without the speed of Logan Wilson and Akeem Davis Gaither and even Jordan Evans, who might've already been hurt by the time they played the first time around. But those are the the faster linebackers on this team. And and Marcus Bailey and Jermaine Pratt could be fine linebackers. They're not as fast as those guys. And and so that's something that stands out to me this week is just the the quarterback speed from either of these Baltimore quarterbacks. And then the other big one is Mark Andrews. We're We're in the middle of a stretch for the Bengals where you've got three out of four games against the best tight ends in the NFL with George Kittle, Mark Andrews, and mm-hmm. Kelsey next week. And so that's going to be a challenge and is, is the primary area I'm looking at right now. And I'm thinking, if I'm going to try to exploit this Bengals defense as as the Ravens offense, that that's what I'm looking at is, can I target these linebackers? Can, can mm-hmm. I put them in conflict? And can yeah. I use my... Pro Bowl, tight end, and Mark Andrews.
1: Yep, I, I totally agree with you. And they they were certainly able to get in the ball. I mean, I was expecting the Packers to beat the hell out of the Ravens last week. <laughs> and it did not happen. And then the Packers took control and the Ravens still battled back and shoulda, coulda, woulda won the game. But uh, apparently Harbaugh just does not like to go to overtime. But we could debate that decision later um, because I think there's uh, points on both sides. And we're not talking about that game. We're talking about Sunday's game. So look, this uh this Ravens offense, they're they're tough. And you're right. I, I just mean it seems like they they still wanna run the ball. Like it's it's weird. And you're right, the 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 running backs, the quarterbacks, regardless of who's there, is the biggest threat. But it just feels like everything's still built around, you know, that RPO, we're gonna run it here, run it there. And and then yes, that's it's the Mark Andrews show. And Hollywood Brown can run past anybody, even though I don't think he's a wide receiver one. I don't really think they have one of those yet. Maybe Bateman becomes that long-term uh, because I, I liked him coming out uh, in the draft and he's still a rookie, but yeah, they, they do have some threats. If Sammy Watkins is back, he's capable. He's had some nice plays, but he's on the COVID list as we record this. So it uh, it's it, to me, you want to slow down whoever's at, at quarterback running the ball. And then, obviously, it's Mark Andrews. If you do those two things and you just don't give up 80-yard plays to Hollywood Brown, he's not like a guy, watch, he's going to burn me on this, but that takes you know, a five-yard slant to the house. Like He's fast. It just doesn't seem like they, they use him that way or he's capable of doing it because he weighs less than me because he needs to get on the built-bar plan. But th- that part of it, um, it means, all right, don't let Brown over the top. Try to slow down the run game and just limit Mark Andrews a bit to where he doesn't have, you don't look up and he has 10 receptions, a buck 65 and two touchdowns. Like if he has eight receptions for 82 yards, sign me up right now. I'll take that and I'll live with everything else because it's uh he's their primary weapon and he's, he's really, really, really good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the first time these teams played the Ravens non quarterback runs, they had, they had 12 rushing attempts for 27 yards for their non quarterbacks. <sighs> so, You know, you have to be aware of the running game, obviously. You have to shut it down because if you don't, they're going to run it until you stop it. They do have a couple players on that offensive line. Kevin Zeitler, who we would love to have in Cincinnati, stabilizing right guard, has been good this year. Bradley Bose. Release him,
1: Ravens. Release him, Ravens. So it's been, been pretty can, uh, good this year. rejoin a real playoffs. No, I'm just kidding. I, look at me. Look at me talking a little trash. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Jesus. Look at you go. Ben Cleveland, who did not play the first time these teams met is back. He, he's playing left guard. He's a rookie. He's going to have his ups and downs, but he's the mountain, right? Like he's loved a him giant coming out. Yeah. yeah him coming he, out. He, he's oh. a freak. But, but the, the reason I talk about these guys is that there are some weaknesses in their tackle, and that's Alejandro Villanueva, who Trey Hendrickson should have a field day with, and Tyree Phillips on the other side just isn't very good at right tackle. He's struggled this year, and, and Bengals fans might remember him from the Senior Bowl when they coached him at the Senior Bowl, and uh, Jim Turner had a lot of fun yelling at the guy. Uh, Sam Hubbard, Pro Bowl alternate, Trey Hendrickson, Pro Bowler, DJ Reeder should have been Pro Bowler there's some matchups here. Larry Joby yeah. go pile up the sacks, get to double digits, and, and you're going to have a tougher time on the interior there, but there's some, there's some opportunity here, and if you get the Ravens into, we have to drop back pass now because we're down 14 because the Bengals finally got off to a fast start and because we can't run the ball and the Bengals have proven to us that we can't run the ball and now we have to be a drop back passing team. Now they're much less scary. This is every team in the NFL, except maybe mm-hmm. like I don't know the 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 Chiefs, the Bills, the 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 Cardinals, like these teams with these kinds of quarterbacks. Like even those teams are slightly less scary when there's no threat of the run or play action or run pass option. But the box, I mean, yeah, Brady's a bit of a different animal. I was thinking about that, but yeah, I, I mean, Brady probably still scares you in pretty much any situation. But um, the the point is, they all get a little bit less scary when they're one dimensional, right? Sure. And and if you can. Start playing a kind of defense that enables you to keep your eyes on the quarterback, keep the ball in front of you, make Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley be conservative. And Tyler Huntley, like, he's not throwing the ball downfield, despite mm-hmm. his ability to get 30 points up on the Packers last week. It didn't come on deep shots. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there's a very clear path, I think, for this defense, they're very clear weapons. To, to isolate and, and to deal with. And there's very clear matchups that you're going to look to exploit. And I think that that starts with the tackles and, and getting pressure on whoever's playing quarterback for the Ravens. And there's a way that this game could go the way the first one went. But you can bet your butt, the Ravens are going to be incredibly motivated and they're going to come out with wrinkles because as much as the Bengals season is on the line here, so is the Ravens. if Whichever team wins this game, goes to like 75% plus to make the playoffs. Whichever team loses this game goes to 30% to make the playoffs and needs a lot of help at that point.
1: If you want to bet your butt, you can do so at betonline.ag. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> I, I was waiting to do that.
1: Tender. I was waiting to do that, and then you, you, you went a little farther. But I agree with you. I said on Wednesday night, um, I was on Chick Ludwig's show, and I was like, look, the winner of Sunday's game wins the division. Maybe that doesn't happen, but I think it does. Whoever I think wins it's a is prerequisite the... at the very yeah. least, for sure. And, and I, I just to me, that's where we're at now. Could the Bengals still lose the? Yeah, they drop two, and but but if if you're whoever wins Sunday, should be able to win one more game. Like that's just kind of how I I look. Like I think both teams are good enough, and Huntley's good enough if that's who it is, or Lamar Jackson, if he's out there. It scares me still. Like I, I'm, I'm still not this person. Oh yeah, let's see Lamar. I don't want to see Lamar. Hey Lamar, take another week, number eight. You do not want to aggravate that ankle anymore. You want to ice that thing up. Throw a built bar in your mouth. Ice on the ankle. I'll see you in the playoffs because I still think they could make the playoffs potentially. Even though I haven't looked at the Ravens playoff odds because I don't cover the Ravens. Uh, can I get to my prediction now? Is it time for prediction? All right, it's I'll, time I'll just for say prediction. I'll just Go say ahead.
2: one more thing. You remember how frustrated Lamar Jackson was the first time these teams played yep. because
1: of how well the Bengals played and contained?
2: If, in mm-hmm. case you needed more reasons to take the week, Lamar,
1: just just recall yeah. how
2: frustrated you were.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sam Hubbard did a great job. One of his best games of the year, by the way, was that game. So uh, he could, and he racked up, I think, at least a sack. Might I have had two sacks? So it could be a Hubbard game as two well. Two and a half.
2: I saw the he, box score here. Two and a half yeah, sacks he, for. Yeah, I thought he had a good game. Yeah, one for Hendrickson and one and a half for Ogunjobi.
1: Yeah, so you, you know that'll uh, that'll work for the Bengals again this week if they can pull it off. Look, I think Lamar. If I had to guess, and I'm just guessing right now, not looking at Thursday's practice report. If I had to guess, I think he's going to try to play because of how important the game is. I just, I think that's why he didn't play last week. They didn't want to push it, and they felt confident in Huntley. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he doesn't play. Or maybe he plays for a quarter, and I start him in my fantasy playoffs in the leagues that I have him, and then he burns me, which thanks in advance for that. Regardless, I think the Ravens quarterbacks are going to be good enough. I think that this defense is going to have a couple wrinkles that they throw at the Bengals. That being said, my expectations – look here, Zach Taylor. You've been on this podcast. We've talked. Expectations are high this week. I don't want a damn slow start. I want a fast start. I want to hit the ground running. And, yeah, they're going to throw some wrinkles at you. Look at your all-stars that you have on offense. It's time to go produce. So I'm going to take the Bengals. It's a close one. I'm 7-7 and on my predictions this year, so you can't say I'm a Jinx Bengals fans. Eat that. It's taken a while for me to get back to 500. I'm going to take the Bengals in a shootout. A shootout. Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow round two. This is no blowout. 34-31. Evan McPherson out duels Justin Tucker. Two field goals to one. And it's all the difference with the AFC North on the line.
2: Just You're just going to go with a push. Vegas is exactly right. Minus three Bengals. That's, that's what it is.
1: There's all a right. reason they build those big buildings in Vegas. And it's because they win more than they lose. Well, this week, I'm going to get to eight and seven. And I can say I win more than I lose. I, I hope you're right. I, I see this
2: game again, and and I've just you're going to say like seven
1: to two. <laughs> no, I, I,
2: I've disagreed with you in the past when you thought that there were going to be like shootouts and things. I think one team will score thirty points. I don't know if I see both teams necessarily scoring thirty points. Wow,
1: you think so, the Bengals are going to beat the hell out of them? Well, you are so, cocky, cocky, so, Jake.
2: So here's the thing Ooh. is. If, if the Bengals don't turn the ball over the way they do against the Chargers and the 49ers, I think those games go very differently. And yes, I know they only scored 15 against the Broncos, but that game, while it was stressful, it felt like that was kind of their approach and that was their plan. There's a lot of question marks for the Ravens and and their secondary. And given the Bengals have played some bad secondaries this year and not taking advantage, you can go back to the 49ers game for an example of it taking them too long to figure it out. There's just to me, there there's just so many matchups that should be advantage Bengals, especially with the health scares that for me, I, I feel like they should have a chance to, to ice this one. But, you know, any given Sunday and I've given credit to the Ravens all week for their ability to battle with their limited rosters the last three weeks. They did. They've had, as Kevin pointed out in our crossover yesterday, three losses by a combined four points. So you got to credit the coaches. The coaches are still the same. It's a well-coached team. And so I do, I, I could definitely see it being a battle, but man, I would like to imagine that the Bengals defense can continue its stretch of strong play here and, and do a little bit better than 31 against the Ravens as depleted as they are, but we'll see. And that's why James does our predictions and we'll be back on Sunday. To cover the results, hopefully the Bengals are one step closer to clinching the AFC North. Until then, Bengals fans, hootay, and have a good one.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast
2: ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.